funny and interesting about you saying that with uh, attachments from, from childhood and stuff like that. Like, because they did uh, my distance healer mm-hmm. right. from Ontario. We did a session yesterday morning because that's the best time to do it because your energies are fresh and stuff. Mm-hmm. I haven't had <laughs> haven't had a full day of the world bringing me down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, and uh, he, that's one of the things that we just started working on was, was release, releasing attachments from childhood. Uh. It's funny because I, I, he asked me how to I, I was like, okay, you know what? If we're going to fucking do this, we're going to do it right. And I'm brutally honest with one of the biggest traumas from right. between the age of four and seven. Good. And, how do you uh, feel after you got it out? Good. Nervous because I know that there's more. Well, they're always, you, they're, they're well, not always, but they're usually, no, they're it's not like you just have one and then that's it. It's like, Jenga. What? It's no, a, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a tower of Jenga, right? Yeah. What your goal is, is to topple it down and rebuild it another way. Yeah. Did you do that second part? No, it's a, it's a work in progress. Okay. Right? Like it's a, the, the, I mean. Because that's I what I did with people. Like yeah. when, when I was helping on Twitter, mm-hmm. what I would do with them is. So I call, my technique's called the root association method. That's what I named it. I don't know if other people do the same thing and they named it something else. What it is, is what you're looking for and seeking inside of you is the deepest emotional root that you have towards your trauma. Yeah. And you pull that one out. Okay. And you examine it for what it is. And you break it down completely. Mm -hmm. So you go into the event of when that fucking happened. Mm Mm-hmm. And you break that down completely. Yep. And then you break down what all that means to you because you can never, ever, 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 and I mean this to the degree that ever... I don't... Yeah, you said ever enough times. ...that you will be able to change the event that happened. But you can change the meaning that you attach to that event. And that is the emotional trauma that you have. That is one of the things that we worked on because it was something that I did to someone else that I really... Because uh, it's pretty bad and you know I and I, and I haven't I hadn't really thought about it it's just like but I, just, I was I was just again I was brutally honest with myself uh, he's like oh name a trauma and I had named another one and it was more of a, a an external trauma trauma like I a dog bit my fucking ear almost clear off my body right and and so that like that was a trauma that I experienced but you know I I looked at it as okay I want to grow. I want to. I want to to really do this properly. So I'm going to do a trauma that I experienced that I was because of me. It's because of what I did that it was my fault. Right. And and so I just I'm like, all right, yeah, this is this is it. And through talking that, about that, I re uh, like I always kind of like held it against my not held it against against myself but I thought you know it's always been there like you know I have that in me mm-hmm. to fucking hurt someone right. and I was like seven years old uh, and I was like, it's like that's like kind of scary but I came to the realization that I was I was defending myself and I never took that ever into consideration I'm not I'm not saying 
I'm not justifying what I, mm-hmm. what I, what I, what I did or what happened or anything like that, or, or, or saying that you know it was the right way of doing it or acceptable. But I understand why it happened to the point that I can let it go as a trauma attachment to me. Right. So can I go into further with this? Yeah. Okay, and we're not going to go into what happened. Yeah, 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 we yeah, don't yeah, have to okay. do that. I know. Right. There's. We're going to get into one thing that I'll need an answer from. Yeah. Um, so what happens, what I found that happens, I'm just going to add on to your buddy because yep. he's already done like great work with you. Yeah. Right. So what happens is you're correct. It was like in a sense, self-defense. Mm-hmm. What happens in our major traumatic moments is we're more than likely going to be alone when they happen or like think about a kid that gets, um, molested. Nobody's around when that uncle or that family member or that babysitter is around there to like defend them that's why they happen and so what happens is internally we try and make ourselves feel better Mm -hmm. right we try and we we make up rules on on who we are and how we are and and our place in the world okay right so you did that Mm -hmm. at seven you created a rule of who you are moving forward yeah and you never let that go Mm -hmm. so what happens is every single time that something like that happens, that's a skill set that you have because that's life. We build skill set from zero to where we are right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about the most basic common skill set that we all learn at some point, which is walking. Mm-hmm. You start off really shitty, you're falling down, you don't know what the fuck you're doing and eventually you become an expert at it and like some people wow. are amazing. No, but you do. Like you, you, you yeah, master walking, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, walking's just a skill set, and the mentally side of it of going boom, 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 and walking, or the 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 physical side is one part. Yeah. The emotional, and mental side are the other two key components of going. Mm-hmm. How confident are you in walking? And that, and those are rules that you made up about yourself at some point, mm-hmm. saying, "This is who I am." So, seven-year-old Shane or Bobby Boucher, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you, you, something traumatic happened to you yeah. that nobody else could really help you with or explain. And you then internally created a bunch of shit to basically balance that equation out. Hmm. And now what the key is as an adult, because you don't need that anymore, you need to release that properly. But most people say, oh, you just release it and blah, 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 blah. But that's bullshit. You don't. Mm-hmm. No, you no, want no. to dissect the fuck out of it as, and, and gain that strength to be able to look well, at something I, that I, you I, hadn't been able to hold up one more second yeah. before like the, no, no. that one thing that you never really took a look at yeah. that you avoided all those times now what you do is you unpack that fucking suitcase and you basically lay everything out and you go what does this mean what did I create about this moment right here and yeah. then this is the most important part that nobody really does that I think is or not many people do that is the most important part though is creating a new rule about that so you can keep what made it effective okay that got you through a lot of shit mm-hmm. but you don't need that you don't need to feel the guilt or emotional pain around it yeah. you need to keep that gift yeah so the idea is is to take this bit of trauma unpack it yeah. look into it create new rules for it take that and put it back on mm-hmm do that with everything, <clears throat> do that with everything, and then go out into the world and you're going to be tested. And now this is crucial and key. Mm-hmm. When you are tested, you want to choose that new programming over the old programming. Mm-hmm. 
and replace it and continuously replace it and fine tune that so that yeah. you're running full speed with that. And you're growing and... and 100% yeah. and you're no longer... So now you take that moment where you're just like seven years old and you did that thing and you feel something about it. You mm. no longer feel anything about that. You actually feel really good about yourself because you've worked through it. You for, And this is the big one. You don't ever really have to forgive anybody for your emotional trauma except for one person. You. That's right. Yeah. Right? So you forgive yourself and you go, you know what? I'm going to actually go out into the world and be who I truly am supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it can happen at zero. It can happen at... Zero to three are the hardest ones because you don't remember that shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Four to, four to seven, just as difficult, but you can break those down and then it continues to go. So what normally happens is, like, why I get people to go to the deepest root is so that when they pull that one out, everything that is built upon that root... So think about... Um, think about... Um, even like the first, the, the wheel is, the car is built off of the wheel, right? And then, so if you take the wheel out, the whole car can go away, like that kind of thing, right? So like yeah. everything that you'd ever built and stacked on top of that one traumatic event, you can pull out, rewrite that, and so much more just dissipates because of it. Hmm. Because it's an illusion. Yeah. It's not real. No. Nope. You've made it up in your head of this is who I am. Well, yeah, exactly. Right? So that's where I go with that. And I was able to break many people out in like five days. Nice. Or less. And like I'm talking about 20 years of trauma. Like kids that were like touched. Yeah, yeah. When they were younger. Yeah. Right? That type of shit that fucks with you. Oh, yeah. That right? Fuck your shit up. So I'm glad that you did that. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And what I mean, like I said, it's, it's, we'll continue to work on it. And right. Stuff. It's not like we're talking about... Um, anything like I said it's just I for the first half hour I lay there and you can lay in silence but I, I prefer to lay, um, tune into some 40, 432 hertz yeah 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 and then um, for a half hour he that's a it's a track it's on YouTube that's a distance healing track for half an hour and he does his his thing well again I just mm-hmm. lay there and there's you know there's been times where I burst into tears there's been times where things are like my arms and legs will move and stuff like mm-hmm. he definitely uh, and you notice it like throughout time after yeah and stuff and you should and and that's the whole thing like it takes time to, yeah. to for all of this stuff to take effect and the other thing is is that you can damage that by just doing other shit like I try and this is a sort of like an aside but like take mediums and psychic readings and that type of shit that is only valid to the moment that you step outside that door and if you take a wrong turn that whole reading is gone yep because you took a wrong turn well I mean it's, uh, your brain's uh, still a muscle right like 100% it's... and it's an important muscle it's an extremely it's, important it's, muscle it's really in, in a sense it's your CPU mm-hmm. right your central processing unit yeah, yeah, yeah. which you know like holds all of the tasks that you want to do, holds all the functions, holds like in, in a computer, mm-hmm. it's the most, it's one of the most important things that you can have. Yeah. Right? So, I'm proud of you for going after that shit. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, it's not easy. Most people avoid it. Right? They're too scared. Yeah, they well, no, and they're not honest with themselves. They're not. And that's the toughest part because if you're honest, so, do you want to go a little bit deeper with that and then we can move on to another subject? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So when we cry, you know what's happening? Mm-hmm. When you are younger, well, you're, you build re- up, you're releasing attachments. Well, it, I know that it's it's we have created. Okay, so most people say that you calcify your your pineal gland, right? Mm-hmm. With food and all of that shit. But guess what? Fluoride. Bullshit. I know many people that have fluoride in their system that have clear fucking eyes. Right, I have right. people that eat garbage food that have clear fucking eyes. What it is, is we create... What happens is, think of your body as an energetic system of um, liquid. Okay. Right? So, in your root is the heat source, and up here is your cool source. Okay. Right? When energy goes up, 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 and gets trapped up in your fucking heat you source, overheat. it goes from liquid, yeah. not even overheat, but it goes from liquid into a solid state. Okay. And if it never gets to go back down, it, it stays fucking awesome. stays like an ice wall up in your head. And that is what stops your third eye because your, your third eye taps into emotion, energy in motion. It taps into that. Okay. Right? That's your visualization. That's everything is based on emotion. Yeah. Not necessarily mentality. Mentality is a stream of consciousness that should be continuously going through your system. How you feel from that stream of consciousness is the, the third eye activating. Right? Yep. So when we go through a traumatic moment and we send and our energy goes up but it never comes back down, it starts building that ice wall around. Mm-hmm. When we deal with that, we're heating up our system, we're going from our root to our sacral, which is, you know, loving ourselves, to our solar, which is bringing light to the situation that we're hoping to, like, let go of, and, you know, like, it continuously goes up, and eventually what happens is that you use the vibrations of your voice, either internally or externally, to start shaking that wall, Mm -hmm. and eventually what happens with enough heat is you start releasing that pain. That pain comes out, has to come out somewhere. Yep. And it's a, it's in a liquid state. Yep. And it comes out of your eyes. Yeah, that makes sense. And you start to, um, you start to be able to use your third a lot more. Yeah, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's wild, man. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Go. Well, I'm just gonna say it's very I mean, obviously it's been a very interesting time for me. Mm-hmm. I mean. And the first couple of weeks, is I had my moments, you know, first couple of days, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Gabby, like, play, Gabby played a song for me. Mm-hmm. I, the lyrics didn't even start, I didn't even heard the song. I didn't even heard the song once before in my life, and she started playing, I didn't even heard, the lyrics hadn't even started, and I was already fucking yeah, falling, and it was about someone who lost, this guy had lost his dad, and it's like, it's, we'll meet again, all of this shit, and it's like. Just made me lose my shit. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting spectacle. Um, I don't know, because you don't have social media, so you wouldn't no. have seen. Um, Can I add something, just real quick? Yeah, yeah. I think your dad really changed your life. I agree, 100%. Right? And, and indirectly. Mm-hmm. Like, not even, like, meaning to. No, I know that. I know for a fact you did. Because right? I know for, so <laughs> for the one or two people... Uh, that are me or you that will listen to this. You can see, so May 3rd, yeah. 2003, mm-hmm. so 17 years and a month ago today, he went into the hospital with really bad stomach pains. We That 
really that translated very quickly into us finding out that he had necrotizing acute pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. May 5th, 2003, we were told that we have 24 to 48 hours to see him or they're the 99% they're the surgery we can do that needed to get approved for bureaucratic purposes and stuff like that whether like to, as in right. whether it was worth it or not to even do it yeah. and he still had a 99% chance of not surviving that but he did and he survived 20 plus other operations over the period of 13 and a half months in the hospital and ended up getting 17 years, and this is the crazy part. It was 17 years to the day that we found out, or that we heard wow. that he had 23, 24 to 40 dollars. Wow. And uh, that that he got, and so and then when he passed, it was actually a fairly nice day out during the day. Like I remember going to my parents' house because uh, two night, the two days before the Sunday, so May third. Exactly mm-hmm. seventeen years, Gabby and I like we had just we had a plan, but we were said like, okay, fuck it, fuck the COVID stuff. We're going to see him because he didn't die of COVID. It had not nothing at all to do with COVID. No. We just knew that his kidney levels were declining very rapidly. Things were getting bad, so like we needed. It's like I, I needed to go see him. I was I would have been very upset if. I didn't go and see him and get a chance to hug him and say I love him and stuff like that before because of COVID. Right. Can we pause that for yeah. a second and just like blanket statement something? Yep. If you have an opportunity to go and see somebody that you really give a fuck about and you're wondering whether or not you should go and see them. Go and see them. Go and see them. Yep. 100% every time. Yep. Doesn't because matter. Because my brother had seen him and the kids and his wife and stuff had seen him on the Saturday, so the day before, and then Gabby and I went and saw him on the Sunday, Sunday night, uh, what we have come to the conclusion happened was he had a stroke, Mm -hmm. and then, so he couldn't wake up on Monday morning, and we get the call at, you know, 6, 6.30 in the morning saying, like, you know, he'd normally be up by now, and he's not waking up at all. You know, and so went over there, spent the day. My brother went home. He, um, well, actually, sorry, he, we both spent the day. And uh, he brought me home and he stayed the night there. Mm-hmm. I went back early in the morning, sent my brother home because it was a pretty rough night. Because I, um, some uh, uh, evening on Monday, he, he was awake, but it, like not like he was talking to you mm-hmm. or could hear anything he was just awake because of the pain right. he, he was in so much pain at this point that it, that it had woken him up so the night was pretty rough um like there's a point where i had to like there's a few times where we had to change him because he'd wet the bed because he's not getting up and obviously the body needs to release and that happened overnight and um by I, Tuesday, I bet, I bet that bonds you with your dad pretty pretty quickly. Uh, well, yeah, no, it's <laughs> it just it it's almost a borderline a rite of passage type thing. Like yeah. it's like it makes you a different person. You know, it changes you as a person. I'll never unsee those days. Those days will be vivid with me for the rest of my life. Those yeah. were the two hardest days of my life by a mile. Yeah. Um, but 
I was very happy to be there for my mom because I was able to help her. Uh, so t- Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. things weren't obviously weren't getting any better. We knew we we knew this is this was it over the seventeen fucking years. The amount of times that we had uh, just said, you know said to said been through the oh you know we need to prepare ourselves type thing. I can't even count. Right. You know, there there was four times in the first thirteen months that he was in the hospital that we were told he's got twenty four to forty eight hours type of thing. Like he went septic or something like, or he's going through a fucking crazy surgery or something like that. And so, really, like I said, we knew it was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I called the Garden Hill Funeral Home because I know the knew the owners of people that ran it. So like, okay, this is happening. What do we do? Uh, what's what's the best way of going about doing this? And so, because like we there, it was already it had been decided we're not going to the hospital. We're not going to take him to the hospital. Objective now: make him comfortable mm-hmm. and keep him as pain free as possible. So we went through that. Uh, the funeral home told me that you can get the doctor to sign a an expected death at home form. Okay. Which is a legal form so that we, when he did pass, we could just call the funeral home and they came and it was like a Ford Windstar van. There's no ambulance, no coroner. Right. Skip nice. the bullshit. Skip them potentially coding as as COVID yeah. um, and having any sort of relation with that. One hundred percent. And you don't need that scene at home. Exactly. They live in a gated community. Everybody kind of knows each other in there. You're going to just get... uh, It's unnecessary. Yeah. So we were able to do that very easily. So And then at 8 o'clock, like I said, it was a super nice day. At that day when I went back, I was wearing sweatpants. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing wearing sweatpants? I thought I thought it would be comfortable and stuff. And I wasn't. God, it was hot. Um, And then the (laughs) that night, they... uh, all of a sudden, like, went right when he passed, there are the uh, rainbow. Mm. Uh, even a double rainbow. Good. Uh, what does that mean? Um, it, was a, it was a huge storm. It was a big lightning storm. And, like, it was like you could fucking... You could feel the energy. Right. You could actually feel the energy being lifted because it was like my dad made a deal with God when he was in the hospital and said, like, okay, you're going to survive. It's not going to be easy, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be able to, you know, if you do this, take this time properly, you'll end up, you know, you'll finish your life with a good relationship with, with your family. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, he was able to meet two grandkids and actually, you know, they're, they're nine and 10, right? Like, or yeah. almost nine and 10 years old. Like they will, they will remember him forever. Exactly. You know, and that's huge. Um, whereas he should have died half of my life ago. Yeah. There was a 100% mortality rate when he went into, into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. That's insane, dude. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo soon. Of course. As soon as I can. Uh, it's got to be by a good tattoo artist that it's going to have. To, uh, talk to China. If you like his ink, he may be able to introduce you to somebody that... Oh, does probably stuff for... That could do something respectable, right? 
Yeah, because are, are you doing a face? Or are you just... No, doing... no. I think portrait tattoos that while... You, you, can, you can... There's some amazing portrait tattoos yeah. that can nail it. But you, no. get, you give that t- tattoo five years... And it ain't looking the same. The only, the only, the only way that I would ever get someone's face tattooed on my body is if I did a character of it. So yeah. it'd be like me and like if well you know like with me and my mom like me and my mom me and my dad like that kind of stuff. But we're goofy and like we're yeah yeah, yeah. not right. like an actual not, a, not their actual type. Face. Yeah. yeah no yeah. What but, are you what are you thinking? Um, that's got involved a few things. Okay. Um, a rainbow. Nice. Lightning or like a you know lightning storm. storm. Um, his birth dates, right. the number seventeen. Do you want Do you want birth and death dates? Yeah, probably. probably yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. Potentially, like the McCarthy coat of arms. Right. Um. There's a song that's actually. Really helped me get back into working out uh, by Godsmack. It was on their 2018 album um, called When Legends Rise. And the lyrics are When Ashes Fall, the Legends Rise. Right. I really like that. Like, I feel like if I were to put lyrics, those would some That would go on there. But I'm going to do kind of like a one third sleeve. Yeah. Goes down to, to here. You'd see it on a t shirt like this, but that's about it. You know, like. Right. Uh, like, you know, keep it business casual, <laughs> but it go up into here. Right. And then when we have kids and stuff, do that arm. Right. This would be the living arm. This would be the arm that's always near to my heart, the, always the with house. me type of thing. You know what's cool, though, is the day after my dad died, we went to Meadow Garden where Gabby and I are going to get married. Mm-hmm. And she showed me the site and everything like that. I didn't even hesitate when I said it. I just were just walking in like, oh, it's really cool that my dad's going to be here with us. That's one of the things that that's really helped me through all of this is I truly believe that he's here with me right now. He will always be with me. I, I, mm-hmm. I part, I, we were there for his, for his last breath or we were right beside him at his last breath. Like I feel, you know, it's, it's in, I, I, it helps me at least. What determines one, what someone is and two, when they leave. Right? Like, that's a, well, something that we don't really... Because, like, most people define what a person is by the body. But your dad was so much more than a body. Oh, my God. Yeah. Exactly. Right? And, 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 that's, and that's the thing. That's where... It, it, define is not a word that can be used there. Because... It, it, to, to a point. Yeah. Because, because however you define what happens right. after death... It's up to you. It's up to you. 100%. Nobody else can fucking it's, it's, prove it's, otherwise. It's your relationship so with imagination. Whatever you believe to be true mm-hmm. is true. So if I believe that my dad's always with me, yes. He is. 100%. Do you want to know a little bit it of. It helps s- me be a better person. Do you want to know a little bit of science behind that? Like spirit science behind it? Okay. So throughout your years, you created a persona about your dad in your head. Okay. Right? That persona is not incorrect. And, like, that is what you're actually tapping into when you want to feel them. The moment that you let go of that, your dad's gone. Yeah. For you. 
but still there for your mom because she's built something, still there for your brother because he's built something. Yeah. So that's the relationship in your head yeah. that you have with your dad in the, in the physical. Yeah. So that's never going to go away yeah. unless you decide it to go away. Yeah. Unless I all of a sudden decide to cut it out yeah. and stop remembering him and, and stop, you know, then... then. It, it's an inside-out type game. It's yeah. not a, like, most people would be like, oh, you'd be like, oh, my dad's here. And then like they'd be they'd be thinking oh, that no, he's, no, he's, yeah, yeah. he's visualizing no, it no. with God and his robe up there, but yeah, yeah. no, it's it's not even here. It's no, yeah, right sorry, here. yeah, yeah. It's, it's right, your my heart, here. right? Yeah, and that's why. And again, that's exactly. why the tattoos go there, right? So like that's the whole thing. So like when you're walking in there and you're just like, oh, my dad's gonna be here. That's like absolutely true mm-hmm. because he's gonna be with you because he is there already, already. And exactly. and the thing is, so is your mom. Yeah. So is your brother. Yeah. So is every single human being that you've ever thought is of importance yeah. is here in your entire system. Yeah. Right. Man, so a lot of people feel, feel like a lot of people could break through some depressing, depressing shit if they realize that. If they, 100%. they, if they understood that, because they, you only think of that of of the dead. Yes. You only think of that of the physically dead. Yeah. And you know, while my dad's physical being isn't here, you want to hear some fucking cool shit. Always. So this is this is some like. If you don't, you know, believe in symbolism and stuff like that, first of all, in the first, oh, I know you do, in the first two weeks, I was going to be like, which I don't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course not. Um, in the first two weeks that he died, we pro- we saw another about six rainbows, which wow. is insane. Um, two of them were pictures, but actually in real life rainbows, it was like, huh. Um, but the real cool one was the Friday after, um, we went hiking on Jug Island, mm-hmm. uh, or to Jug Island, which is out at Belcara. It's out in the okay. Fort Moody area. Basically you walk to where you end up at the Burrard Inlet and you're across from, um, the North Shore. Okay. Like Deep Cove. Um, and... We were walking there, and when we started walking back, this was midday, beautiful, bright day, and in one of the trees up, the an, uh, an owl started hooting. Ah, like, wonderful. Like, really loudly, and it was a big owl. It wasn't, like, a small air, actually. I can pr- oh, fine. It wasn't just a baby owl. No, it was a big fucking owl. And, uh, actually, I don't want to find it. Um, my mom then told me, uh, I was talking to her on the phone the day after and she told me before I even told her about this she's like she's like oh uh, you know I'm because she's talking about getting a rose bush because that's where we put the ashes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and she's like oh I want to get a statue for him and uh, he always said that he wanted like a statue of like a big bird like an owl type nice. of thing and I'm like mom you should have seen this video Wow. You could like really hear it, hey? He's going, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that, and he did that like a good Love four. Love owls. Did that like a good four or five times too. Love owls. Yeah, they're fascinating birds. Mm-hmm. They're savage birds. They, well, that's why That's why I love them, man. Yeah. They're, they're, they represent, um, in my opinion, they represent wisdom. They rep- they're they're very so they're more, very spiritual very. and symbolistic yeah. uh, birds. Very. Can can I ask you one more thing about your tattoo? Yeah. Okay. What is um, 
going along with the owl motif on that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's another thing. I want an owl, an owl on there. Right. It would actually be kind of cool if you could signify, because you said double rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just spinning off the top of my head, but if you could signify the wings as the double rainbow. Rainbows. Yeah. Right? Like silhouette that. The yeah, yeah, owl. you know, into the right. silhouette the rainbow. Like, in, like have an owl. It, not even have the owl. Find a way to make the whole tattoo almost resemble an owl in that way. Oh, okay. Right? I, uh, my, my buddy, uh, there from the motorcycle group, mm-hmm. uh, group, fuck, I'm the nerdiest white guy in 100%. the entire world. 100%. We didn't want I bought, to, I, 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 we're going to delete this from the podcast so that people still tune in. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, think that I'm not a fucking <laughs> loser. You should see me wearing the support shirt that I bought off of. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Okay, but. Anyways, uh, he, rec- he referred me to a really good tattoo artist oh, great. here that's really good about that. So I, I will talk to China. No, you don't need to. If you have to. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, he hasn't gotten back to me yet. So okay. I I'm just giving options for that. But yeah. here's what I was going to say. You have the lyrics, which is great. Yeah. Did your dad, is there anything that you still do today that, like, of wisdom that your dad imparted on you? Oh, lots. Right? Whatever is the one that resonates the most, I would put that on you as well. Right? Yeah. Know what I mean? Right? Immortalize his words over somebody else's if you have True. the opportunity. I just want to really, because the, the only... The only words that I would immortalize from him is that's what's right is right, because he was a man of there you morals go. and. But and, that's all you have guys. to find a clever spot to yeah. put that in there, yeah. and just put what's right is right somewhere in there. You can still have the lyrics and the tattoos being a center, like centerpiece yeah. to it, but somewhere in there. Yeah, that's the cool thing about tattoos now, and you know I've always avoided getting tattoos because you know I didn't want to do anything that it was just you know to fucking throw on. You know, I'm right. Not, you I, needed I, it needed to have meaning, yeah, and, and something to you, yeah. Right? So I always, you know, and I'd, I'd kind of wanted to get one when Jamie when Jamie died, um, mm-hmm. coming up on four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I might get him included, right? And that uh, guarantee they're up. Uh, they were they were up having a fucking game of golf. Him, him, my dad, and uh, and. Gabby's grandpa was we were probably all having a game right. of golf and cheers in the They're all kicking it. Cheers and a having drink. Fun. Well that's what you know, that's that's one of the things that my uh my cousin actually said on the uh well, on my post about the rainbow and she's like, Yeah, it's been said that when it rains and and, and someone dies it's it's them showing saying you know, displaying that they're happy. Yeah. That you know, and that's something like again, like that's helped me really deal with it. Just, he's not in pain anymore. Seeing him, him in pain—that's awful, right? Uh, the last couple of days of his life, like you know, when you're in pain and you're just kind of tossing and turning on the bed, mm-hmm. that was him all day. For to, for the last like probably thirty six hours or so of his life while he was conscious. Where you wish that a few days before that, if there was a plan in place, you could have just let him go with dignity. Yeah, and, it, and, right. it, and that's like, it is what it is, and, uh, and you know what, in a certain weird way that also, again, helps me deal with it, because I I saw what he went through, and I'm happy that he no longer has to go through that anymore. Right, so, which is great. Yeah. So, do you know what it means in the Bible when you see a rainbow, like the, the representation? No. It's a covenant between God and man, or God and the whatever it is. Yeah. Right, it, basically God and, and everything that lives on here. Yeah. That um, 
that the pain is over, basically. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. So no, like, no, they'll throw the rain and the well, storm in the, there. The, the forty day the, the flood with Noah. Yeah. Right? Where God washed everything away. Yeah. Right? At the very end there shows a rainbow and the yeah. rainbow signifies good God saying to Noah God, that it's over. Okay, okay, gotcha. Neat. Right? So it one hundred percent is, right? And yeah. and storms come in and they wash that energy away yeah. so it's not there, right? You know, another another song that be that's become Relevant to me again, lightning crashes by live. Mm, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Because the, the lyrics state exactly that, that, exactly how I felt. Like the feeling, basically, that's what it's talking about. Is like the energy transfer. Okay. Um, there's great song. There's one song that Casey got me to play. We were fucking listening to it on. He's just like, okay, this is a test, and I was yeah. just like, okay, because uh, like. Uh, Okay, so to, to, to give reference, most people know who Casey is if they've listened to anything previous to this. Um, we road trip down December 2018, um, a month basically after I had put my dog down, um, who was like legitimately, and Shane will attest to this, mm. my closest probably anything in the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and on top of that, I don't look at animals any different than humans or plants or trees. I see everything as equal as possible. So when it came down to it, I was number one in my life. Buddy was number two and my mom was number three. That's how close that animal was to me. Um, Casey, a month or two before that, had lost his grandpa Mm -hmm. and his dog. Fuck. Right? It was tough for him too. And he's like, I'm going to play you this one track. And the thing, it, it'll basically test where you are. And he's like, and, and it's like almost every time that like most people hear it for the first time, they cry. Mm. And I forget what the name of the group is, but the song's called Falling Ashes. Okay. And I'm not going to play it, obviously, yep. but I'll send you the link and I highly recommend just listening to it and cool. like letting everything out. Yeah. Because it'll, like, it's a great release, but it's an amazing song, too. Hmm. Um, but do we still have time to talk for a bit before you have to go? I kind of got to get going. I know. So you kind of have, like, 10 minutes, 12 right. minutes, something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I want to start a project. Go on. The project is called The Greatest Race. Okay. Now, I don't want to go past that until I ask a question. What do you think the greatest race is? Greatest race? Yeah. Of, like, humans? Let's just keep going with it. That's the whole point of this topic. I don't... I don't believe there is a race that's... Because you're constituting it based on a definition that is created by white people to determine something. Right? Yeah. uh, Which is race, as in skin tone. Right, so what I would like to do with this project is one, show us, show people that um, when we use the term race, we don't really learn the term. We learn the the first set of the term race really, really, really young. We learn the second set a little bit older, and we don't understand subconsciously that it affects the other. Mm-hmm. What we learn as a young child is that a race is a competition. So now, the greatest race between the human species is on skin tone. Yeah. Right? But as an individual, the greatest race is the competition that you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. 
right? So that's what I want to show. Like is that you yourself is the greatest. That, yeah. Right? And and that there's, the only race that matters. There's seven or whatever seven plus billion different races. Individual happening races. and not just in no, yeah. there's 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 in in that and then when you go that's the macro race yeah. of the individual. When you go inside, there's micro races all over the place. Mm-hmm. Right? Of all of the competitions that you've set up for yourself yeah. about how you operate in the world. Mm-hmm. We are conditioned to believe that races matter. Mm-hmm. They don't. Competition is what's dividing us on this planet. Yep. Collaboration is so much more important, but you can't collaborate really and still compete. You can compete within collaboration, but you can't collaborate through competition. Yeah. Right? You you have your team and the other team has that, right? So here's like what I would like to start getting around is one, let's drop the term race when it has to come to skin tone and just understand that when we say race, what we're talking about is the current greatest competition between a collective, right? And that's skin tone, mm-hmm. right? It's not gender. It's not sexual orientation. It's not sex or anything like that, right? It's skin tone. Mm-hmm. So now think of it this way. If we were to, if we lived in a society where skin tone didn't bother us, but gender did, if I were to come down on somebody for their gender, I would be considered a racist, mm-hmm. right? That's the logic that I want to present to people because that is the current greatest race that we're, yeah, yeah. that we're facing, yeah. right? So I want to get rid of that and, and still ha- allow people to understand that skin tone is the issue. Yeah. And not that having a skin tone is the, an issue. It's how we perceive skin tone. Yeah. As being the issue, right? Because that's this first step in breaking down why people are racist to begin with. Well, or or it's the first step. It started because it's it's helping yes. you understand why we look at races to begin with, whether it's good or bad. But it's separating what a race is and why it is, and then you you separate why certain people why you think one race is better than another or whatever and and again now we're, we're talking races other than skin color yes yeah but we that i'm talking the competition part of it and it, it breaks down it gets to the root core it does of it no i like that a lot right, so- and, and, and actually it's funny that you say that um there's these videos that i could send you um it's I started watching part one of a 10 part thing and it's on the language Mm. and how it's been manipulated and used to manipulate people and and stuff. Um, and, and race is a perfect example of that. Um, television channels, programs, Mm -hmm. all very well. And, and, Say the word television. Tell a vision. It's mm-hmm. telling a vision. Challenge, channeling it to you and programming yeah. you. At a, at a specific frequency and tone so that it locks into your brain and yeah. if you fucking hear it enough or see it enough or... In, and that's how you program. But, the, but the, like, it's, it's in plain sight. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of 
different things that... Uh, it's wild, right? Yeah, it's nuts. Right? So that's the idea. The idea is what I'm going to do is I'm going to start it off and how I'm going to go about it is um, basically, in a sense, neutral storytelling, which is this. Every single human being on the planet, right, has a story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their story. Right? I like it. And then build from there. Right? So the program's going to be called The Greatest Race. I like it. Right? And in my opinion, The Greatest Race really is the one that you have with yourself. Yeah. It's the competitions that you set with yourself to. Right? And really, in at the end of the day, that's the only race that matters. Yep. Everything else is condition is something that is conditioned within you to feel a certain way, right? And it comes down to currently formal education. Yeah. Formal education was created by white people to serve not all white people, those white people. Yeah. Right. And it goes back to this: if you and I wanted to control the planet, what would we do? We would occupy their minds. Mm-hmm. So another thing that needs to be toppled and taken down is the concept of government. Yeah. Because government actually stands for, in Latin, mind control. Yeah, I know that. Wild. Yeah. Okay. So this nice. has been a great episode of Waves, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll uh, we'll continue another time. Yeah. And I'll let you go have I'll, I'll let you go have your lunch and shit. Yeah, I need to eat. Of course. Right. All right. Deuces. Peace.